Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you, you are so, so good, so wonderful. We thank you that we can come into your presence on a Wednesday night, middle of the week, to be refreshed, to be renewed, to be restored, and to honor and glorify you. Holy Spirit, we invite you here tonight. Have your way in this place. Lead us, guide us. Show us things that you want us to see. May we hear your voice tonight. May we get clear direction tonight over what you have for us in our lives, for our loved ones, for all the things that we care about. Father, we worship you tonight. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You are an awesome God. Wow, you are an awesome God. We could just say that all night. You are an awesome God. You are an awesome God. Oh, you're so faithful, so good. You are so faithful. God, you are so able. You are so able to do all, all that we need. You can do the impossible. Father, we thank you for the impossible being done in our life. We thank you for impossible peace to reign in our life. We thank you for impossible patience that can reign in our life. We thank you for impossible financial miracles that can happen in our life. We thank you for impossible healings that can happen in our life. We just thank you, Father. You are the God of the impossible. We worship you tonight. We thank you for all that you're doing in this church, in this city, even in our country. Even though our eyes see what our eyes see, our ears hear what our ears hear. But God, you are faithful and you are moving in this country. And no matter what the enemy tries to do or tries to show or laws that get passed, you are moving in this country. You are an awesome God. We will not be moved by what we see. We will not be moved by what we see. We will be moved by your love, your goodness, your faithfulness. We just thank you for all you do. We thank you for all you do. Thank you. It's in your precious, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you can have a seat. We have an awesome God. We serve an awesome, awesome God. I feel like we could just say that all night. Maybe we'll just maybe I'll just randomly say that all throughout my message tonight. I'd just be like, okay, we have an awesome God. Stop, we have an awesome God. Amen. All right. Well, if you did bring an offering envelope, I'm not going to pray separately over that. We can add that in the prayers at the end. There's the box there on the left-hand side of the door. You can slip it in there. If you need any note paper, there's note paper in the back. Uh, there's, you know, if you want to take some notes. I do have some things that will not be up on the slide the slides, but there's some things I just want to walk through with you, uh, and you may want to take a few notes on those, so you might want to prepare yourself now for those. And I'll tell you what, this Wednesday, now I talked about my, my last Wednesday, last week, so for those who were here last week know I had a little bit of a saga last Wednesday, but I can tell you, this was not much of a saga really. Anyway, I, like missed, I missed the garbage man. I didn't have any coffee ready. It was just a, really, it was not a big deal. But this morning, I can tell you, the garbage man picked up the garbage. 
My coffee was ready, and it was a good day, praise God. A good day, praise God. We have an awesome God. We have an awesome God. Exactly. The whole point is, it wasn't any less awesome last Wednesday. It was just the circumstances that I was going through. I allowed them to affect me. You know what? And God never changes. The Bible says Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Church, he does not change. What a beautiful promise that is. He doesn't change. Well, tonight I want you to open your Bibles to John chapter 14. And I want to start in verse 26. There's three different things I want to cover tonight, and I don't know if we're going to get to any. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead what we do and, and what we look at. Uh, there's a prayer in Colossians I wanted to cover. Uh, I want to talk about hearing, hearing from God and the Holy Spirit quickly. And then there's some things I want to share with you that one of the great men of faith, George Mueller, and I'll explain to you a little bit later who that is, and some of the things that he did and how he heard from God. And I believe it is so important for us. I think a lot of times ministers and pastors and stuff, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of times we have like this, this one key message that outlines our life, whether it be, if you think of Kenneth Copeland, you think of a certain type of message. You think of Hagen, you think of a certain type of message. Well, I'm not comparing ourselves to them at all. So let me just put that on record and on tape. But what I will say is hearing from God, hearing from the Holy Spirit, making decisions and walking through life by hearing from him and making those tough decisions is something that has really kind of defined our lives, Liz and I. And I just want to share a little bit about some of that tonight because we had lunch uh, with Pastor and Pam. They're in and out of town like you barely ever see them. Uh, so they're zipping back out of town, I think, this weekend, and we really probably won't see them for another couple weeks. However... We talked about some stories at lunch, and it just reiterated why I want to talk about this tonight. And there is a woman in our church, and she has a son, and her son was studying uh, to be an economics major, and he was studying in Madrid, so he was learning economics in Spanish in Madrid. So highly, highly intelligent person, with English being their native language, and he went through all this. He's a great student, and he got a job opportunity in New York City, and this was probably back, it had to be in the late uh, 19, 1998, 1999, early 2000s, and he had a great job opportunity for a company, and the, the Lord spoke to him. He said, if you take this job, you will die. It's like, whoa, what? If you take this job, you will die. It was like real, I mean, it wasn't like fearful, it wasn't because when the Lord speaks to us, he's not speaking fear, but it was just a real kind of like, this is what he heard, and so he's like, but come on, I studied for economics, I studied in Madrid, this is like the dream job, and he didn't take it, and in, even, so, his mom said, even his mom said, what are you doing? September 11th, 2001, the job that he would have had was on the floor in which one of the planes went into the tower. I mean, come on. Church, this is a matter of life mm -hmm. and death when we hear from the Lord. So there's two parts of this. You have to hear from the Lord, and then you have to obey what you hear. And both of those things are so very important. I want to talk a little bit about that. We also talked, uh, maybe I've said this before, this story. Anybody know who T.D. Jakes is? You heard of T.D. Jakes? Uh, he has on a recording, uh, a, is a recording of his house, and the Lord woke him up one morning, I think it was a Sunday morning, somebody was coming to pick him up to go to church. And they were coming to pick him up at a certain door in his house, which was like over on this side of the house. And the Lord said, have him come 15 minutes later. The driver that comes and picks him up, gets him ready for church, they, they go off. Come 15 minutes later. He said, why? No, I'm not going to do it. Why would I do that? Come 15 minutes later. Why would I do that? So he says, fine. All right, Lord, I hear you. And so he calls the guy, he says, just come 15 minutes later, pick me up. Uh, I don't know why, but I just feel like the Lord's saying that. And on, on camera, he has, because he had cameras at his, at his house, there's a countdown to like 7.30 a.m., which is when that person was supposed to be at that door picking him up. His house, on that part of his house, exploded. Completely obliterated his entire house on that side. He was at a different part of the house at the exact time that he was supposed to be picked up. 
The Lord said 15 minutes later, and he listened. And T.D. Jakes is still ministering today. So the enemy has a plan, but we have the Holy Spirit who is here with us, who leads us and guides us. John 14, verse 26, says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Verse 27, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. We can have wisdom to walk through this life with the Holy Spirit. And when we hear from the Holy Spirit, it comes with three main characteristics. There's a lot of different characteristics it can come from, but there are three main ones that kind of sum up the characteristics when we hear from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, because a lot of times we hear a lot of things and we want to discern, wait a second, was that God? Was that the enemy? Was it just my mind? Was it just a good idea? Or was that a God idea? And how do I discern the difference between these things? Well, the number one thing that it comes to, it aligns with God's word. The Holy Spirit will never speak to you and give you a direction or an encouragement or ask you to go do something that does not align with his word. It's actually impossible. And so if, because he can't, he can't contradict himself, he cannot lie. So it's not possible for that to happen. So if you hear something from the Lord and it does not align with scripture, then it's not working. That's not coming from the Lord. It's coming from somewhere else. It says in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Man, so many of our answers that we need, so many of the things that we need to hear come right here in the Word of God. So many of the things to lead and guide our life. And what the Holy Spirit does, as I just mentioned that earlier verse, is he reminds us of these things. He reminds us of his word. You know, Jesus was the word in flesh. You have God the Father, God the Son, you have the Holy Spirit. They're all connected. They're all God, and they're all working together on our behalf. And we have the physical representation of Jesus Christ, our Lord, right in front of us. And we get to read this word. We get to study this word. So he will never give us a word that will go against his own word. He will receive what he will be made known to you. So what happens is, is anything that he tells us is going to glorify Jesus. It's going to glorify Jesus. Because Jesus is the word, and the word was in him, the word was with him. Now, not all questions that we have in our life are going to be found in the Bible. We joked about this the other day, you know, which... Which car do I buy? Do I buy the Nissan or do I buy the Mazda? Can't find it. Do I get the dog? I think last Wednesday was the dog story again. Do I get the dog or I don't get the dog? It doesn't say anywhere about not having a dog or having a dog. So the second piece that comes when we hear from God is peace. When we hear from God, it aligns with the word and we have peace. We serve a God of peace not of fear or of condemnation. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, he would only do what he saw the Father do, and he basically brought peace everywhere that he went. Peace everywhere that he went. He, was, he, he talks about him being peace. When he was born, peace. When he died on the cross, peace was available for us. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 say this. It says, Do not be, an- be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Peace. The enemy uses fear. We were talking about this on Sunday morning. The enemy will use fear to try to control us. I heard somebody say, actually it was our former pastor. My dad was telling me about a pastor back where we grew up in the Lehigh Valley, uh, where Liz and I kind of grew up in church together. He said, the one, the thing that you fear is the thing that controls you. It's like, oof, that's pretty deep. The thing that you fear is the thing that controls you. And so a lot of times, fear is a controlling factor in our life. If we fear something, if we fear whatever it might be, it ends up being the controlling portion 
of our life. <clears throat> the only thing we need to truly fear with a holy reverence is God. And when we make that our main focus, that changes everything in our life. I'm going to skip that story. The last piece of it here that the Lord will give as he speaks to us of the Holy Spirit is confirmation. So it aligns with his word. We have peace and we have confirmation. In 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 1, it says, This will be the third time I'm coming to you by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word shall be established. We have confirmation in our life when we hear from the Holy Spirit. It could be from a spouse. It could be from a parent. It could be from a child. It could be from a friend. We have confirmation when we hear from the Holy Spirit. So if we use those as our guides, as we're starting to hear things in our life and we're starting to seek God's will in a certain situation, does it align with his will and his word? Does it align with peace? And does it align with confirmation in people's lives? What I want to talk to you about a little bit is this guy, George Mueller. And George Mueller was a, he was a pastor, he was a missionary, and he started an orphanage uh, in Bristol, England, and he also started a, started a Bible institute. He started all kinds of things. And you can Google him and just do a little bit of reading about him. He's an amazing, amazing uh, man of faith. Has anybody ever heard of George Mueller? Give me an idea how much explanation I should give. So just a little bit. So this guy, I'll tell you, I don't know how, I mean, he is a man of faith. I mean, he, he would never ask anybody for anything. He would never, like, solicit funds or anything for his orphanage. He would only pray. He would only pray. And time after time, he has written in his journal that the orphanage needed bread, like, to eat. There's, like, 90 kids needing bread. Now, they, the kids don't have any idea, but he is praying and saying, Lord, the kids are waking up in, like, an hour. We need bread on the table now, today. And he would just pray, say, Lord, this is my request, and I believe that you're going to fulfill it. And the baker would show up saying, you know what? God woke me up this morning and said I should bring the bread here. He's like, wow, answered prayer. They needed milk the one time, and the milk delivery guy, because that was back when they delivered milk, broke down in front of the orphanage and said, you know what? I'm not, this milk's going to go bad by the time I get anywhere else. I'm just going to bring it in here. Do you guys need any milk? Right? And he just prayed that they needed milk or they needed money, whatever it was, time after time after time, he prayed. And so a lot of books have been written about him, and I found in one of the biographies about him, there was like these six things that he would go do or that he would kind of, uh, that he would model when he wanted to hear from God and know the direction that God was leading in his life. And he took these things, he did them whether they were big or whether they were small. And I tell you what, we think sometimes something is small, a small decision that we have to make. Should I go to the store or shouldn't I go to the store? I just would encourage you, take that to the Lord. Just real quick. Heavenly Father, you want me to go into the store? I'm just checking in. We use this, we use this example all the time. Like, if your spouse and you are sitting in the same room, would you... And the same house. Would you just get up and just drive to the store without telling them where you're going? No, you probably wouldn't. You'd be like, hey, hon, I'm running to the store. I'm going to Wegmans. Just checking in. Like, oh, while you're there, why don't you get this, this, or this? Or, you know what? Why don't you not go? Because I was planning to go anyway. And just So there could be time saved. Or she might say, yeah, great. I'll see you later. How about I want to go with you? But so often we make decisions in our life and we don't check in with God. We just don't check in. We say, well, that's a no-brainer. I'll just go do that. I'll just go do that. But I'll tell you what, from those earlier stories, when God speaks to people, it truly can be a matter of life and death. So now I don't want to scare you all and run off saying, now I don't know what to do. And now you're like, so, you know, you go home like, oh my gosh, Pastor Jason said this, I'm paralyzed, I don't know what to do. Should I even stand up? Should I sit down? Should, you know, should I raise my, no, 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 okay. I mean, there are certain things that you can go do. There are certain things that God has, but it's just a check-in. It's a check-in with the Holy Spirit. It's not about fear. Right. It's about this is a matter of life and death. So that's not a fearful statement when you have the scripture that guarantees us the Holy Spirit. No. We have all the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in every situation. So I'm not afraid because death has no power mm. over me. Death can't touch me, can't touch my children, can't touch my life. Well, Liz, how can you say that? Horrible things happen to Christian families 
all the time. They did, they did not happen without warning, without what kind of good father? Either it's true or it's not true. If I am blindsided by some horrible event, do you know who I'm, I'm angry at? The, I go right after the enemy. I, it, it, doesn't come from, it doesn't come from heaven. If um, Jason breaks his arm today, that's not a blessing of God. Um, I go after the enemy. No way. I'm offended. I get offended by the enemy when my kids get sick. Excuse me. Uh, I don't know who you think this family is, but we are not. mm You're not allowed here. We pray. Um, but it is a matter of life and death. Right. We do not walk around in fear, but we take so seriously that that's check-in. Right. So seriously. And it actually enables us to walk in freedom. We have a lot of freedom. Um, Example, uh, when our firstborn was a baby, we were stuck in traffic outside of Toronto for four hours. The car was not moving. The baby was screaming. And I would not take her out of her car seat. I wouldn't take her out of her car seat because that's the law. not taking her out of her car seat. So I'm trying to nurse her in the car seat. She's just screaming. It's not working. And I wouldn't take her out because I was afraid of violating the law. And I was afraid for her safety. Fast forward, eight kids. The baby's crying. It's like, check in with the Holy Spirit because I'm taking this kid out. (laughs) We're two minutes from home. And there are times when he says, no, comfort her some other way. She's staying in her seat. And there's times when she, like, he just checks in. Now, I'm not recommending that you take your kids out of their car seat. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is there's freedom there. And if I take her out, I am confident because I've checked in. I walk with the Holy Spirit. But it's not about fear, so you don't have to be afraid. But it's serious. It's serious. It's about responsibility. And um, we have that responsibility to hear from heaven and then to obey. And growing in it means growing in discernment as to when it's important. And then that's the story of Eva choking on the apple. And I'm at Peach Street, and he's just chopping apples. He's just giving the kids a snack. But he very clearly remembers just a question. Does Liz give the baby apples? That's all it was. And he had a pause and was probably like, eh, it'll be okay. It wasn't okay. The baby choked on an apple. And... There's a whole story there, an amazing, miraculous story that I won't go into tonight. But um, that was part of our journey, hearing from God and and obeying it. So it is a matter of life and death, but we don't walk in fear. Yes, and it takes practice. It's something you have to work on. I mean, you got to hear it and you got to obey. And the more you do it, the clearer you hear it, the more you're able to do it. And I'll tell you, there's been seasons in our life where, in my own personal life, where I just... I'm struggling to hear. I'm struggling to hear what God is saying. I know a lot of us have gone through that. What is God saying? What is God saying? And almost all of the time, without fail, it is because I haven't done the last thing that God has told me to go do. I haven't done the last thing that God's told me to do. So I'm looking for something new. I'm looking for like, what's this, what's this, what's this? And I'm not getting anything. It's like, you know, radio silence, what's happening and many times he'll remind me, uh, because you didn't do the last thing that I've already told you to go do. And so I just, that's an important distinction sometimes when we're hearing from God. So this George Mueller, there's a couple things he did. The first one was, and this is written in kind of in his language, but I seek at the beginning to get my heart into such a state that it has no will of its own in regard to the given matter. Wow. How do you do that? This is a journey. I'm going to read this again. I seek at the beginning to get my heart into such a state that it has no will of its own in regard to a given matter. And he says, nine-tenths of the difficulties are overcome when our hearts are ready to do the Lord's will, whatever it may be. When one is truly in this state, it is usually but a little way to the knowledge of what God's will is. And I think that's one of our biggest challenges is we have, well, we have logic and we have the information and we've got Google and we've got all these things that can tell us exactly what to do instantaneously. We can get the fix. We can get the answer. But that's not always how God operates. It's not how operate. operates. If we could just clear our minds, 
If we could clear everything away and say, Lord, I want to know your will for this situation. And truly work on yourself to say, I have no opinion of the matter. Because many a times we have an opinion. We usually always have some kind of opinion. Well, what would this look like? Well, what will somebody else say? Well, I wonder what so-and-so would do. Well, I've seen this done before. This is a great example of this happening before. And we start to add in all this other stuff that comes in. But if we could just wipe it all clean and say, I want to know exactly, exactly what God's will is. Well, how do we do that? Look, this is hard. This is hard to, this is hard to go do. For me personally, and everybody probably has a different way that they could do this, but for me personally, is spending time in worship. Just spending time in worship. Because it really begins to clear my mind. Because all I'm saying and thinking is songs to him, songs about him, praising him, worshiping him. And I take, my, I take the focus off of me. Me and mine and myself and all my issues and challenges and my thoughts and what I believe of a situation, and I take it off of that. Now, you may have a different. Maybe you just start reading the Word of God, and that does it for you, which I'm sure it does for a lot of people. Maybe it's just spending time quietly somewhere, and you can, maybe you can do this. I can't. But then as you spend time quietly, everything kind of disappears. But for me personally, it's spending time in worship. We have a saying in our house where if we really need an answer for something, we say, you say, Dad, or you say, why don't you go worship and pray and hear from God? And that's my little formula that works for me. I'm an engineering major by degree, right? So it's like, you know, I have my little three things that I can do, worship and pray and hear from God. But that's what works for me. That may not work for you. But that worship for me clears all that other stuff out of the way tries to get my heart into a state where it doesn't care what the solution is. The second one is, having done this, he says, I do not leave the result to a feeling or a simple impression. He says, if so, I make myself liable to great delusions. (laughs) Well, I feel this way. I mean, we say this all the time, right? Well, I feel this way. Or I really am feeling this way, or I'm feeling that way. And we begin to be led by our feelings. That's not always hearing from God when we're led by our feelings. And sometimes he'll give us an impression, but when we're led by our feelings, we say this stuff all the time. I know I do it. So we have to really say, you know what, I am not going to just be led by how I'm feeling about a certain situation. The third one is, says, I will seek the will of the Spirit of God through or in connection with the Word of God which is what I said earlier. It's going to align with the word of God. So for this guy, he says that he would just submerse himself in the word of God. And as he did that, again, for him, all that other stuff began to fade away, and he began to get clarity on what God was saying in a certain situation. The next point, number four, he says he would take into account providential circumstances. You say, okay, Lord, because you know what the Bible says is that the Lord will illuminate our path. It is a lamp unto our feet. So what does a lamp down at your feet really do? It really just illuminates, right, just a few steps in front of you. That's what it's doing. That's what God promises. He doesn't promise that he's going to give you the exact roadmap path to go from here all the way down there. Now, he may show you that that's where you're going, but he doesn't always show you exactly how you're going to get there. And a lot of times we make wrong choices, We make wrong decisions, and we take ourselves off the path. And sometimes our path to get from here to there, which is calling is irrevocable, so we're going to get there by the grace of God. But sometimes we take a different path, take a longer. But all he says is he's going to illuminate what's right in front of us, the path that is right in front of us. So when I say, when he says, taking into account providential circumstances, that's what I believe that is. So as you're walking for, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? A door will open. Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? Maybe a door will close. Or God will speak to you in a certain way. Or he'll say, do this, or don't do that. And those are some of those providential circumstances uh, that begin to happen. The fifth one is, he says, then he will ask God in prayer to reveal his will to him. So he's worshiping, he's praying, or he's he's spending time in the word. He's trying to get his mind completely clear of it. And then he starts asking God for what it is. I find that very interesting. 
Most of the time, it's the opposite. Like, we like, oh my goodness, Lord, what do I do in this situation? Before we spend time in the Word. Before we begin to worship the Lord. And a lot of times, we have our questioning timing wrong. We start asking the question first. And then we start saying, oh my goodness, I have all these thoughts, all these ideas. I'm getting confused. I'm in, am I in fear? I don't know what's happening. And then we say, well, maybe I should, maybe I should you know, read the Word. Maybe I should worship a little bit. But it's interesting that he is number four out of the six things, or number five, really. He says that he, finally then he takes it to prayer to reveal his will. And then number six, he says, through prayer to God, through the study of the Word and reflection, I come to a deliberate judgment I love his wording. According to the best of my ability and knowledge, and if my mind is thus at peace. If his mind is then at peace. And I love this last part. And continues there two or three times more after I ask again. So I find that really interesting. So he finally then goes and prays. And then he has peace about the direction in which he's going to go. And he still doesn't jump right at it. He still doesn't say, okay, now I'm going to go do this right away. Said, no, 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 no. Okay, I had peace about it, but I want to be led by my feelings again. I want to make sure that I have peace. I want to make sure again that I have peace. And the takeaway for me for this is we need to spend time asking God about decisions, but it has to be after we've completely cleared our mind of having any opinion of the matter. It's very, very hard to do. But to do that by worship and reading God's word you know, most of the time, most of us do our morning prayer time, our devotional time. Usually read the word of God first. Maybe you say a quick prayer, Lord, reveal some things to me. You spend time in the word. And then you start to pray. At least that's what I do. And that's really a good thing. Because you're trying to say, you know what, I'm taking my opinion out of the matter. And I want to get to what God has in store. So tonight I want to just say a prayer. And it's found in Colossians 1. And I want to send these prayer requests up to you because I believe that tonight the Holy Spirit will lead, he will guide, he will reveal to us things in these situations that are in front of us that we have, that he will lead and guide the way. And if we can put aside all of our own thoughts, all of our own ideas, all of the things we think might be a good idea, and just truly hear from him with that peace and confirmation I believe God really has great plans and purposes for each and every one of us. And he takes us on a beautiful path to get there. So I'm going to read in Colossians 1, starting in verse 9. I just want to read this prayer uh, before we get into the prayer request tonight. It says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's my prayer for us tonight, that we would be filled with the knowledge of his will. Be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That we may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, in increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins. Praise God. We serve an awesome God. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that all things he may have preeminence. Heavenly Father, we just come to you in prayer. We begin to lift these prayer requests up to you. And before we do so, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that is available, accessible to each and every one of us. 
that is constantly speaking to us. And Father, I pray that we would clear the signal, clear our antennas, clear everything that is clogging the signal from hearing clearly from you. Father, whether it's sin, give us strength to rebuke that sin, to repent from that sin, to turn from that sin. If it's just reading your word more, to understand your voice, give us the strength and the energy to be able to go do that. And Father, we thank you that you love us so much, you care for us so much, that you sent your son. You sent your son to die on a cross for us for all of our sins, for our peace, for our healing, for everything. And you raised him from the dead. And he sits at, the, at your right hand now. And as he is there, you sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. And we're so grateful for it. So Father God, tonight we lift up these prayer requests to you. Father, we pray for Richard right now. We pray for complete healing from back surgery. We pray, Father, that he is able to walk, to be self-sufficient, to be able to move and do all the things that you have planned for him. Father, we just pray for family members to come back to Jesus. Those who have walked away from you, Father, we pray that you are leading them back, even tonight as we pray. Father, we just pray now for those who need to sell homes, that they are sold in Jesus' name for the right price. We thank you, Father, that you are our real estate agent. I thank you, Father, that you take care of all things that concern us. Thank you, Father, for being part of our lives in every way. Father, we lift up a person who are going through relational issues, a person who is in a very dark place in her life right now. I just pray for that person now in Jesus' name. We lift her up to you. We hand her over to you, Father. You love her. You care for her. May she see how good you are. May she come to know you with a personal relationship. We just pray for that tonight. Father, we just pray for healing for Mary. We're praying for healing for her mom. We pray for the daughter. We pray for the brother. We pray for every situation that concerns this family. We speak financial provision in this family. We speak for salvation for every lost family member, for this family that is written here, but each and every one of our families tonight. We pray for salvation for lost family members. We pray that God's will will be established in their life. God's will established in our life tonight. We thank you for it. We just pray for a baby that's in the womb right now. We command that baby to grow in Jesus' name. That that baby has all the nutrition has everything that it needs to grow, to be healthy. We thank you, Father, for the perfect delivery in your perfect time in the name of Jesus. We thank you that that baby is perfectly made in your image. We thank you that you have great plans and purposes for that baby tonight. We thank you for it. We just lift up uh, supernatural healing and recovery for someone who is uh, dealing with the flu. We just lift them up to you right now in Jesus' name. Healing, healing, healing in their bodies. We thank you that someone, a praise report that uh, Madison was healed whole and sound. We thank you for it. We just pray, Father God, for continued deliverance from all evil. Father, in that person's life, we just pray for the spirit of peace to come upon them. Father, we just pray for those who are changing jobs, for those who are going to new locations. We lift them up to you tonight. Pray for favor and provision in their new jobs, in their new locations, in their new homes. Father, we pray for finances in each and every person's life. We thank you, Father, that you are taking care of each and every person's finances now. And Father, we just pray now for any medical conditions that concern us. We call them healed, whole, and taken care of in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. And Father, we lift up our country to you. We lift up our country to you. Father, we just look around and say, what is going on? But we know there's an enemy. We know there are going to be challenges, and we really should not be surprised at any of this. But we should just be in prayer. So Father, we just pray for our leaders tonight. We pray, Father God, that they will, they will hear your voice. 
they will hear your Holy Spirit. You will um, arrest their attention, Father God, and show them your will for this country. Open their eyes. May they see clearly. May they understand your heart for people, your care for people, and your love for people. We thank you for it. I just feel like we all should stand together as we pray. Um, Sometimes the news, I I honestly don't pay attention to the news, but as we're praying for our country, there are just things that go on that scare me. And I will not walk in fear. We will not walk in fear. God is so much bigger. But I just want to pray together in agreement for our nation, for our churches, that our churches would represent accurately a loving, merciful, gracious, saving, holy, worthy King, God, Father. And that when when we as the big church accurately represent him, the lost run to the rescue. They run to the love and their lives are changed. Father, may we represent you. May we we be a representation of your love for the lost, for the hurting, and for the dying. Father, we ask that we would represent you. And Father, that when people would see Jesus by the power of your Holy Spirit is the only way, is the only way that I can represent a holy God, represent your love accurately to this world. And Father, as the lost are saved and hearts are changed, then a godly way becomes the way. And then your spirit fills the people because of lives transformed. And then godly men and women serve in our country. And then godly laws become a priority. Father, we pray that this country would honor you. We pray that the lost would be saved. Father, and we pray against the depravity of the mind of the lost. We pray against evil and the plans of the enemy. We speak against them that they will not come to pass in the lives of men and women. Father, we pray for the protection of babies born and unborn in Jesus' name. Father, that this country would seek you, Father, and that your church would represent you well. Father, we need you. We need you, Father, that we would walk in freedom. Father, protect the freedoms that you have so graciously given us here in this country, in this time. Father, I just pray against the schemes of the enemy, the generational schemes. Mm. Father, because you are a generational God. You win. Mm. We win. Mm. Father, I thank you that life conquers death in Jesus' name, that it is done. Father, I just pray Mm. for our president. I pray Mm. that he Mm. would be... And represent you, that he would be a man who represents you. Yes, Lord. Not just in word, yes. but in action and in deed. Yes, Not just when convenient, but in private and always. Mm. Father, you know every man's heart. And so I pray that you would bless him, mm. Father, and that you would give him all wisdom. Yes. And that he would make decisions that would mm. honor you. And that would protect all that you hold dear. Thank you, Father. Father, we just we just lift it up to you. Yes. We lift it up to you, Father, yes. our country and our freedom. Mm. For our children and for their children and for their children. Father, we worship you mm. because you see the end from the beginning. Yes. And we will not fear, for you are with us and you are for us. Mm. Father, I thank you. I thank you for it, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
Father, we thank you for Matthew. Um, I just pray peace over him. It's a little boy who is having trouble with anxiety. Father, I just pray peace. I pray peace for him and for children, Father, for the children who suffer, Father, from anxiety and from stress um, and from broken homes and lack of love. Father, you are the God of love. And I just pray that you would turn it around for Matthew. That you would turn it. You you are the God of the turnaround. So I thank you. I thank you for it, Father God. And we pray um, for a a man who has throat cancer. Mm. Father, you are the God of healing. You are the healer. And, Father, so we just lift that up to you. And I just pray that he would be healed and that you would get all the glory. That you would get all the glory, Father. Thank you, Father. I just pray for our church. Father, for every person. Every person who comes through these doors, Father, that they would that they would know you, yes. that they would meet you. Father, I thank you. Yes. I'm so thankful, Father, that you yes. meet us here. Yes. Father, you are so good. Yes. You are so good. Thank you, Father. And you meet us here. Mm-hmm. The God of everything. <laughs> the God who said, let there be light, and there was light. <laughs> you come here. To 5900 Steritania, whenever we ask, you come and you meet with us. You are so good, and I am so thankful. I am so thankful. And I just pray that um, uh, the new Christians, Father, it's such an exciting time that you would meet them where where they're at. And then as we grow, Father, we grow in you. We grow up in you. And you're such a good Father. And I just thank you for that. Father, and as we learn about hearing from you, I pray that our ears would grow attuned to your voice. Yes. Yes. And that we would listen more mm. and obey always, mm. Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you Father. You are so good. Thank you. You are so good. So I want to. Oh, your great name. Your great name. We worship your great name. Oh, we speak the name of Jesus over every prayer request tonight. We speak the name of Jesus over this church. We speak the name of Jesus over this country. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I am the Lord God Almighty. What is it that I cannot do? Mm. I can do all things. I can do all things. There is nothing outside of my reach. There is no one outside of the boundary of my mercy. I will have mercy on whom I choose to have mercy. There is nothing that I cannot do. And there is nothing that I will not do for those who seek me. I will be found when you seek me with all of your heart. There is nothing that I cannot do. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you, Father. Thank you for that word tonight. Thank you for that word tonight. You are so good. Father, we seek you tonight. We seek you tonight. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. You are an awesome God. Just as we started, we close with the same words. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Say it with me. Our God is an awesome God. You are so good. Thank you, Father. You are holy. Oh, you are worthy. 
Oh, thank you for ministering to our hearts tonight. Thank you that you are the God of the impossible and you are doing great and mighty works in our midst. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We worship you. We worship you. Father, as we go from this place tonight, we thank you that your angels surround us. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is with us. We thank you you've given us every weapon we need for the battles that we fight. And so, Father, we seek you. We seek your will, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you that your will will be done in our lives. We thank you that we will hear your voice. We will be led by you. We will be guided by you. Give us strength tonight to obey the words that you have spoken to us. Give us strength tonight to go back to the words you've already told us and to go do those things. We thank you that you go before us in all things and are taking care of all things. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Wonderful time tonight. Thank you for coming. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.